1540 WKGN. Did you hear how quick that happened, Ben Lee? He stuck to his roots and he branched out in the in the same sentence. You can stick to your roots and still branch out. That's what trees do. I mean, that's what trees do. Hour two headlines. Let's see what you got, Cody. Thank you, Jen. You're welcome. Georgia wide receiver Ra Ra Thomas was arrested overnight on felony and misdemeanor charges. Thomas transferred to Georgia from Mississippi State in December. Let's see what he did. Uh, the new Georgia receiver Thomas arrested by the Georgia police. A felony charge of false imprisonment. Uh, what is this? Bad checks? Oh, no. Misdemeanor of family violence. What is false imprisonment? I think it's where you just won't let somebody leave. Yeah. Yeah. It's not You exactly. won't let them leave? It's, not ba- it's, it's like if your girlfriend's over and, you're, yeah. and she's like, I want to leave, and you just no. lock the door and you you're That's just, a crime. It's yeah. not exactly kidnapping, but it's you're keeping them as a prisoner. I guess if they are being held against their will, yeah. that, that makes sense. It's not exactly kidnapping, which is like a felony offense. It's just What if they live there and they want to leave? I think it still counts. Hmm. Well... They, that's the felony charge. Oh, it's a felony? Okay. And then the misdemeanor charge is family violence. So uh, basically probably a domestic dispute, sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Thomas booked in the jail at 4 a.m. He played 19 games last year with State before transferring to Georgia. Finished his time in Starkville with 878 yards, 12 touchdowns, 14 yards catch. So he's a pretty good good receiver, it seems like. Guessing Georgia brought him in there to play that position. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine they brought him in to play. So we'll see how that turns out. Maybe he still will play. I think it's time to cancel Kirby. He's lost control of his program. It's cancel time to, Kirby. It's time to get Kirby out of here and vacate the titles. He's becoming a hazard. Yeah, <clears throat> vacate the titles. Please. Von Miller on the Bills loss yesterday. I think it's a blessing for the guys to not get to the mountaintop because when you've been there and then you fall short, it's a lot more depressing. Well said, Vaughn. Does that mean losing in the conference championship would have been worse, so might as well lose now? I don't know what Vaughn's getting at. I'm not sure what he's saying there either. Julian Phillips, freshman of the week. You said that earlier, right? I did, but we got a new audience. Okay. The FBI says a crypto queen has scammed investors out of $4 billion. Wow. Then she boarded a plane and disappeared. Nice. Oh, that lady? Crypto queen. Yeah, this lady. That's uh, that's not new. You know her? uh, That story's a little old. Unless there's a new one. It's a little old? Yeah, if there's a new one. Do you think, Cam, out of the thousands and thousands of headlines I've done, just because I got one old story, now I'm going to be susceptible to having another Where'd old headline, go? and you think you were going to catch a, me in the act? She bore the plane in, like, Is Greece that what you or thought? something? Was it Greece? This is a new story. Okay, so a new one, a new lady? Ruja Ignatova strode onto the stage in a flowing burgundy ball gown adorned with black sparkles. Can we get to the meat of the story here, CNN? Uh, looks like a girl, but she's a flame. What in the? 
That was in June 2016 when cryptocurrency was an emerging buzzword and investors were scrambling to cash in. She called herself the Crypto Queen. All right, so maybe she did exist before, but there's it's, a, it's still a new story. Yeah. Um, in two years, nobody will speak about Bitcoin anymore, she said. Investors applauded. Sixteenth months later, she boarded a plane to Bulgaria and vanished. She hasn't been seen since. Authorities say one coin was a pyramid scheme and defrauded people out of more so than four years billion. Twenty sixteen, and she hasn't been seen since. She is now on the FBI's ten most wanted fugitives. Well, it's a new story. I don't know what the new information is though. Um, maybe they just discovered a, that it was a pyramid scheme. Oh no, they—they they knew. She's been—they've been looking for. She scammed people out of four billion dollars. Yeah, you know, I don't know why this story's a, but the headlines from yesterday. So, Interesting. CNN yeah, just tweeted about it. They came back out with it. Yeah. I don't know what new information is, but thank you for sharing that riveting story to our audience. <clears throat> Tennessee baseball is number two in America in the preseason poll, according to Baseball America. Number one, and who knows more about American baseball than Baseball America? <laughs> number one, LSU. Number three, Florida. So the SEC. Was, I think they had like eight of the top ten or something ridiculous. I don't know if it was quite eight. but it was, In one other poll, I saw they had seven. Okay. Okay, that's maybe what it was. okay I was going to say, I, I, I thought that we were one, or we were two, LSU was one. Then I wanted to say that like Florida three, mm. Vanderbilt six, A&M seven, Ole Miss ten. Arkansas 11, so that would be what, one? <laughs> Can't two, even make the top ten. Three. Van Horn's four, all outdated five. ass. So six six of the top ten teams, <laughs> seven of the top 11. Imagine being 11th in the country, the SEC. <laughs> well, the thing is, 11th in the country is seventh in the SEC. I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, a butcher died while sli- trying to slaughter a pig in Hong Kong. Pig get him? Apparently the pig got him. Let's go. They, they got one over. Their success rate's pretty low against the slaughterhouse, but it's kind of like when you get that story every now and then about a deer who yeah. kills the hunter. <laughs> Gives them hope. A butcher died while trying to slaughter a pig in Hong Kong Friday, the city's police said. 61-year-old butcher who works in the city, Xiong uh, Shui Slaughterhouse, on the city's northern outskirts, close to the border with mainland China, was knocked to the ground by the struggling pig and sustained a wound from a 40-centimeter... 15 inches, 40 centimeters is 15 inches, by the way, meat cleaver, police told CNN. The butcher had been about to kill the pig, which he had already shot with an electric stun gun, when the pig regained consciousness and knocked him over. So I guess he dropped his his uh, meat cleaver onto himself somehow and stabbed himself. Got him! The butcher had been about to kill the pig. Colleague found the man unconscious uh, with the cleaver in his hand and a wound on his left foot. He was taken to the hospital and later certified dead. He cut his foot or his leg? He had a wound on his left foot from the meat cleaver. Well, how'd he die? But he was unconscious. Oh, they said the cause die. of death is yet to be determined. This sounds a little fishy. Maybe he had a heart attack? When the pig regained consciousness? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. How do they know the pig regained consciousness immediately? The pig probably ran off. Well, anyway, the Labor Department is saddened by the death of this person and expresses its deepest sympathy to his family. Did they kill like... the pig later, or is it is still... I don't know. Maybe, it, maybe how, how does this family feel about eating pork now, I wonder? 
They would also like everyone to know that uh, there's now a job posting on Indeed for butcher. <laughs> yes, we need a new butcher at the slaughterhouse in Sheung uh, Shui. Interesting. Tennessee number one. In my heart. In this. Andy Katz's West Seed. Oh, okay. West region. That's right. One Number seed. one seed, baby. Number one seed, Tennessee right Let's now. Go. We finally did it. We got people thinking we're a one seed. Let's go. We had a good week. By winning our two road games, everyone ahead of us lost. So we were able to jump from ninth to fourth. Kansas lost twice. What happened to them? They got hammered by TCU Saturday. Yeah, did you see that? Home too. That's not good. Only we need them to be good. Only team to ever lose by 20-plus at home as a nah, we don't top need five them to be, team. We don't need them to be that good. We don't want that. We don't want them to be that good. Well, we want them to be good enough to, nah, to make our to win look good. Nah, at this point, we're rooting for them to be bad. That way we can. So we can take their one seed. Yeah, yeah. yeah but we want them to be. We don't want them to like, lose every game from here on out, but like we don't. We want them to lose like, want two or a, three more games. We want them to be a quality win still. Yeah. Well, they have a long way to go before they won't be a, qual- a quality win. Well, if they fall apart, uh, who knows? But then they'll do the what thing. What if it went? But then they'll do the thing. Well, Tennessee beat them when they were good, so like they, you know, they didn't fall apart until a month afterwards. Or TCU a month and a half. broke them. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll be fine. Kind of like in football. Yeah, it's essentially what happened to their football team. TCU broke them. Correct. Weren't they like six and zero? Yeah, or five and one. Six or? and zero. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, got game day to go to Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, game day's coming here, by the way, this weekend for right. uh, our basketball game against Texas. Um, big one. coming for the Lady Vols basketball game. Thank you very much. What's that? The UConn game. They'll be here. They're doing a college game day thing for that. Oh, is that why they're coming? No, they're doing both. But, oh. um, yeah, Lady Vols will get one. Too. They have a separate women's basketball crew I, that does the, their game I have no idea. Day? I just saw them talking about it on ESPN at one point. Hmm. I don't know how it actually works, but they're doing something for the UConn game. I wish we had a headgear guy in the basketball. I like that Joe Lenardi can't be bothered to update his bracketology. Yeah, he's got a lot going on this yeah. time of the year. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of his number one job, though. Uh, let's see what happened over the weekend. Uh, apparently 10 people died in Monterey Park, California. Doing what? Uh, well, it was a mass shooting. Oh, classic um, America. Yeah, apparently some gunman opened fire at a dance hall. Killed a bunch of Asian Americans, it says. It was 17 years ago yesterday that I was Kobe. I thinking about that last night. What, the. Oh, we haven't had a shooting the, in a while. The gunman in Monterey Park. I was thinking we hadn't had a big shooting yeah, in a while. We have them all the time. They just don't always well, have a big one. <laughs> yeah, we have them every day. Ask me a big one. Well, now you need more than about six people to yeah, die for it to make like the news. Four people like, yeah, that's, uh, who cares? Yeah, yeah like we, there was another one over the weekend yeah. somewhere else, and uh, like 12 people were injured. But that wasn't good enough to. Yeah, it was, it was in news. Baton Rouge at a nightclub, yeah. but they oh, didn't. I'm probably checking on my brother. Yeah, you should see how he's doing. <laughs> but uh, they it didn't kill anybody. I don't think. I think okay, everybody okay. was just so he's injured. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't need to text him. Then. Yeah, he's fine. I haven't heard probably. We'll so. <laughs> talk to him in a while. You might check in. <laughs> Hopefully, it wasn't the shooter too. That would be big news <laughs> to find out. It's been 17 years since yesterday. Since Kobe <laughs> dropped 81 on the Raptors. Here's a fun little thing for you to close out this hour of headlines. Vin Scully, you familiar with him? Yep. Dodgers, legendary radio announcer. RIP. He called a game managed by a guy named Connie Mack. 
who was born in eight named Connie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Imagine being a man named Connie. But Connie Mack was born in 1862. Okay, so Vince Scully called one of his games. He also called a game pitched by Julio Urias, who, who was, was born, born in 2000 in 1996. So he was the youngest. But but that's a why matter this, of 134 this, years. That was a long time ago. It's just a fun little tweet I saw. So is that your tweet of the day? We didn't play the music for it. It's not tweet of the day. It's just a fun this little is, thing. It's not, but it's not relevant. How's that a headline? Well, there's a lot of things that are not relevant. But how's that a headline? <laughs> What's the headline there? It didn't happen it's yesterday. It's just kind of a, a wow fact. Just wow. So this wow. is like Cody's kind of, fact of the day. Vin Scully called games you for so st- long you that there the was day? a 134 yeah, year but gap. Vin Scully retired. Is he, he retired right a couple years ago? Well, just consider this a new part of headlines. Let's call it something. It's like baseball it, season. We'll call it Uber Facts. That's what we'll call it. Uber Facts. Just crazy things that happened, and it's like, really? I can't believe that. But they did. It's not like the anniversary of him dying. It's none of that stuff. <laughs> no, it's just a fun little note I had about Vince Scully. Speaking of L.A., the Lakers have finalized a trade to get former number nine overall pick Rui Hachimura from the Washington Wizards in exchange for Kendrick Nunn, a 2023 second-round pick from Chicago, a 2029 second-round pick from Los Angeles, and whichever one is the less favorable of the 2028 second-round picks between the Wizards and the Lakers. So three second-round picks. The Lakers had seven second-round picks that they could trade. So they spent three of them for Rui Hachimura, who I guess is going to help them with some power forward minutes, if I was guessing, and some, I guess, some three as well. Lakers had a 25-point comeback last night, which is LeBron James' biggest comeback ever at halftime. Sheesh. LeBron James? Yeah. That would have been a good segue after the Kobe Bryant stat, but I guess we had to go to Vince Scully for some reason. But still L.A., I guess. Still L.A. It's nice to hear about Rui Hachimura. You're such a bandwagon fan. You used to love LeBron and the Lakers. Now you can't even be bothered when they're trading after a big comeback win. They're get, trying to say get in playoff. They're trying. They're tr- that's what they're get, trying to do. Get, well, get to the playoffs. That's what they're trying to do. They had a good weekend. They beat Memphis. They ha- almost had a fight at the game. Memphis still really good. Yeah, well, they lost two in a row, but they're still they had really a fire good. at the game. A fight. You know, oh, the Shannon Sharp yeah, thing. I they saw almost that. had a fight at the game. Why is Shannon Sharp? He loves LeBron. Lakers he personnel now. He loves LeBron, and he had some beef with the Grizzlies, and they just kind of went back and forth. Which he's not wrong about the Grizzlies. He was mad that John Morant was like, "Hey, we're good in the West. We're not worried about anybody in the West." And he was just like, "Why are you saying you're not worried about anybody in the West? You haven't even made a conference finals yet. What are you talking about? You're good in the West." <laughs> Which I mean, it's a pretty good point seeing how the Grizzlies are only 15 and 12 in the West this year. They're not very good on the road against the West at all. So like, why are you saying you're good against them? When you haven't really beaten anybody in the West. And then I guess that has spilled over and they were arguing about LeBron. And then it, That was in Memphis? Uh, no, the game was in L.A. So oh. Shannon Sharp was there courtside because he lives in L.A. and he loves LeBron. And I guess he wanted to come troll the Grizzlies. I don't know. Mm. But they beat the Grizzlies and they had a 25-point comeback from the Blazers. So they're, they're trying to get back into contention. They're trying, Jennifer. They're only a game back now of the, uh, the nine seed. To even get in the playoffs? To get in the play-in. So they're not good. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Lakers have been playing a lot better, 
And if they get Anthony Davis back, he was playing at an MVP level. I think if they add a piece like Rui Hachimura and maybe find one more player. Who they, is Rui Hachimura? He used to be a number nine pick. He was really good at Gonzaga. He's a fine. He sounds like a Japanese war general. Well, he is Japanese. So I'm on the right track. And he's a basketball player. I don't know if he's a warrior or a war general, but they're just adding some depth at you know, the, the, the front court and getting rid of Kendrick Nunn, who wasn't very good, but selling on him. And All right, I don't want to hear you talk about the Lakers then. You're going to tell me some Japanese guy is going to be the third best Laker, their third piece they need to make the playoffs, some guy named Rui Hachimura. I never heard of him. Never heard of the first you Japanese player to make the NBA? I mean, he was pretty good at Gonzaga. Just because you haven't heard of him doesn't mean that he's can't. it's not an upgrade for them. I need star power. This is the Lakers. Okay. Well, it's a good sign that they're trying to get better because they could punt on the season. Instead, they're trying to get better. This is the first trade. Now they'll probably try to make another one. Maybe they'll go after someone but like Bojan Bogdanovich. Oh, great. Well, who do you want to get? Who do you want to get? I want them to get a star. Who? Another star. Their biggest problem is that they went out and tried to get a star. People like you. They got you, Russell. Was that not Russell Westbrook's no star. That was the problem. Is you're like, well, he's a a me guy. That was your problem. Was we need a star. They could add Buddy Hield for cheap and kept. It kept Kuzma. Go get Steph Curry. But instead, Curry. you're like, give us a star. It's like, okay, I'll give you a star. Go get Here's, Steph. We're going to trade all our assets for Russell Westbrook. Yeah, go get Steph. Go get Shut Clay. Up. You're the L.A. Lakers. Clay? You're the Lakers. You think Clay's a star? He's a pretty big star. Bigger star than Huey Rachimura. It costs, There's it. costs more, too. Well, yeah, Huey it's Ra- the Lakers. That's Huey what I'm Rachimura. saying. It's it's the Lakers. Huey Rachimura. I'm just saying, uh, Huey Rachimura shouldn't be your third best Rui player. It's Rui He's not their third best player. Well, who's their third best player? Why Westbrook? Dennis Schroeder. Whatever happened to that good young core? Whatever happened to the guys? They traded They trailed for Anthony Davis. Well, what are they doing? Why did they, why did they do that? They want a title. They, they a star. You said you wanted a star. It was a COVID title. They need a They went and got Anthony Davis. You said you wanted a star. They went and got a star. I know. They've got two stars. They need a third really good star. They need depth is what they need. Well, they're better off having four players instead of Westbrook. Well, they need somebody who can manage their personnel. They they need a I mean, where's Jerry West? Where's Dr. Buss? Shut up. Where's that other guy, Bill? What was that yeah, guy's I name? Is a HBO show that's a It's a good show. A fictionalized it's a really good show. I don't even care if it's fictionalized. It's really good. <laughs> what I will say though is that uh if the Lakers do get in that play in mix and Golden State stays there, that's going to be a pretty Tough reward for the Nuggets and Grizzlies. Uh, a healthy yeah. Warriors team and a healthy Lakers team. That'd be a kind of a, a tough out for the one and two seed. Not really a big reward there. Wait, so the Warriors are not good either? They've been hurt. Who's hurt? Who's hurt? Curry's been hurt for a while. Is Draymond still He's, there? he's been pretty he's good still this year. there doing his thing? But Golden State's like, hey, just get us in. We'll be fine. Phoenix is there too right now. The Clippers are right above it. There's some good teams out in the West that might have to go through the playing game. If I'm the Lakers, I'm still like, hey, give me Anthony Davis and LeBron, and we'll take our chances. And I don't want to hear you come crawling back to him. I'll be there. No. no, you're I'll be the- there like every other L.A. fan. You're off the bandwagon. When it's winning time. You're off the bandwagon. I see what you did there. Good batch of headlines. We'll talk some Tennessee hoops after the break. The Fan Run live stream is brought to you by Linderman Sports Medicine, located 
in Memphis, Tennessee, but people come from all over Tennessee and beyond to get back in the game of life without surgery. For more information, visit LindermanSportsMedicine.com. LindermanSportsMedicine.com. Tennessee up to number four in the AP poll. Number four. Number two still in the net rankings. Looking like we are headed for a showdown in three weeks or so when it comes to uh, Alabama versus Tennessee inside Thompson Bowling, a game that might be even bigger than the football game this year. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big matchup. It's a really good what Alabama game is team. Bigger than the football game. Well, when Tennessee and Alabama come here, it might be number one versus number two. It might be. Yeah. I don't think it'll be bigger than the football game, though. It'll be number one versus number two. What do you mean by bigger? Mean more nationally. Inside their sport, mean more to this fan base. No. Georgia comes to town on Wednesday, Texas on Saturday. That's your week look ahead for the Vols. Two games that I think they uh, both should win. 18-3. and three. That's what we need to be this week. Yeah. Domination on the road on Saturday. LSU stinks. And Tennessee played one of their better games from start to finish. Just Boys guys, look good. Guys hitting shots. Josiah Jordan-James stroking it. Barely moving the net on his three-pointers. Another game where Zakai was in control. And another game where... Julian Phillips continues to be more aggressive and shoot a little bit more, and you remember that he was a pretty good shooter coming out of high school, and you're starting to see that stroke catch up to him now in college as he went, you know, what, two of three from three? Got to the free throw line a couple times, only scored ten points, but at least had a couple of uh, big shots. So how do we feel about that lineup that Barnes stumbled into there? I don't think he stumbled into it. I think that's the best five-man we had. I got asked that on the podcast, I guess, about a month ago, what my favorite Vol lineup would be, and I said, that's that's the one. Come what the five. Get your finger up. What are you? I was just going to count the ones, the the, oh. the, the five. Yep. Come on the five. You put kind of jo- Josiah at the four, Phillips at the three, mm-hmm. Vescovy at the two, Ziegler at the one. Like, that's your best five-man lineup. So let's do that. I don't think it has to necessarily start. I want that to kind of be the closing lineup, but I don't mind if they play that lineup just more minutes, especially against teams that don't have any big man that can punish you. Like I don't know if you can get by with that every game, but I mean, you, you got to stick Oroch in there from time to time. Yeah, to yeah, go and in he, there and and he was still out on Saturday, which kind of you know led to them going to that lineup. But I was told that that might be they'd already kind of decided like they were going to use that lineup more moving forward, anyways. You had Jonas come off the bench at 20 minutes. Toby Awaka get 12. So those guys, you know, those are your big men's big men off the bench. They both came in and played solid. Kind of surprising that uh, Toby was out there for eight minutes and didn't get any rebounds. You got that big Mayshack guy too. We got we got a lot of guys that play. Yeah, we go. Uh, you know, we can go 10 deep. We can go 10 deep, especially you know when Urosh is out there. We only played nine on Saturday, but that's because Urosh was out. You can go 10 deep. And feel good about it. You know, Meshack still continues to kind of be an offensive liability, but his defense makes up for it at times. I don't know how, if you can play him in big stretches or not. But he's still somebody you can break and bring in 
if uh, the opposing team has a really good you know wing or guard going off, you can get him out there to at least bother him defensively for six or seven minutes. I think it would be a, a tough job for a college basketball coach to tweak with lineups to know how to who to play where at what times. You know what I mean? I feel like that's a big part of the game, and getting that right is important. It's the difficulty of the job. Barnes has done better with that over the last couple of years. I've been, you know, I've been happy with Barnes's coaching over the last couple of years. I feel like he's adapted both his offensive philosophy and with his lineups and kind of being more willing to go with the small ball lineups. Hasn't been near as stubborn. You know, I have no real complaints about Barnes and the basketball team jumps from nine to four. You had a lot of people ahead of you lose, but Tennessee also took care of business and. Got one pretty solid road win over Mississippi State, and then, yeah, just took care of business against an LSU team that, that looks like they're all just a bunch of Murray State players out there trying to play in the SEC. That, which is essentially exactly what they are. Correct. Correct. They stink. They're not very good. And they don't have a fan base that carries a team that's not very good either. Like Their mm-hmm. fan base isn't going to show up to really support them. Typical L.A. fan base. Let's see what you did there. Louisiana. Right. right. L.A. The abbreviation for the state. I yeah. get it. I get it. Glad you got it. You know that coach they've got is from Oak Ridge. I didn't know that, I don't think. Are you being facetious? No, I really don't think. Uh, maybe I'd heard I it. I feel like point. a few people had mentioned that. Maybe I'd heard it at some point. I didn't watch the game with sound on. On. Uh, I don't know if they mentioned. I'm sure they did okay. on the broadcast, but I don't know. Yeah. Matt McMahon, I believe is his name. Okay. No relation to Vince. I would find that much cooler than just being from Oak Ridge. Yeah. He was a part of the McMahon clan. Yeah. And is anyone really from Oak Ridge, you know? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I just feel like you got a lot of transplants there because of the... Well, the kids that are born there. Well, yeah. From there. Yeah. I don't know if he was born there or if he just grew up there. Sure. I'd have to ask him. <laughs> so, yeah, Alabama number two in the new AP poll. Tennessee number four. Top five matchup right now. Looks to be on a collision course for the SEC championship well, regular season wise. How could it get to one versus two if Houston and Houston's already out? Yesterday. Houston's number uh, well, where's Houston at? I guess I'm looking at the wrong rankings. Are they, are they not? Yesterday. I don't know where they fell. Are they not three? Are they not the team ahead of us in the AP? Let me look. Because I was Should looking, be at, I was looking at uh Seth Davis's. So Purdue is number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston is number three. So we need Houston to lose again and Purdue to lose. I don't know if we have to have Maybe. Houston. I don't know if we have to have Houston lose again. If we just keep winning. I think if Tennessee puts on a good performance against Texas this weekend, who is oh, number yeah. ten in the country, that I think that might be enough to move Tennessee yeah. ahead of Houston, just because yeah. Houston hasn't looked very good for really all of their conference play. They've been kind of struggling. Do we play Alabama next Saturday? No, we play out. No, we don't play them until February. It's Auburn next Saturday. Next next week's Florida and Auburn, right? Let me look to verify. We play Texas and Georgia this weekend. And then Florida and Auburn. And then we play at Florida and home against Auburn on the 4th. So that'll be so, a, that's another good chance for a win. Auburn is ranked number 15, uh, I think, on the AP now that yeah. the uh, new poll came out. So you could add two top t- uh, top 15 victories in the next two weeks. And like I said, that might be enough to catapult you to well, number two if uh, Purdue were to lose as well. Yeah, we're about to get into the meat of the schedule. Yep. Because we've played pretty much all bottom feeders in the SEC so far. Yep. So we're we're gonna ideally be tested a little bit more, you know, by teams like Auburn, and it should be a tougher game. Alabama, obviously, 
Yeah, I don't know how good I think Auburn is. Like, I think Tennessee should easily handle them. I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee, like when Auburn came to town in two weeks, I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee, you know, were eight-point favorites or so, seven-and-a-half-point favorites or so. Well, I hope we hammer them. I hope we beat Texas. And I hope we just keep winning all these games. Would be cool. So you got to go on the road to Florida, but they suck. You play Alabama on the 15th of February. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I'm glad I bought. So that that'll be the Wednesday value. after. It'll be yep. The Wednesday is the day after. I mean, it's the day after Valentine's Day, obviously. But it's just the Wednesday after Ooh. what? I mean, what are we? What if it's the St. Valentine's Day massacre? What if it's like that? It's like a beat beat down. You know, they come in here wanting to run and gun, and you just lock them down, and you. That'll be a fun week. You play at Alabama, or you play Alabama at home, and then at Kentucky that Saturday. Oh well, probably not going to win both of those. Be cool if you did. Be great, but I imagine if we beat Alabama, then we're going to go lose at Rupp. There would be a pretty solid chance you'd be the number one team in the country. Oh yeah, yeah. If you do, if if you win up to that point, yeah, yeah. I think you would be. Looking at kind of what Purdue has coming up. The Big Ten. Is the Big Ten kind of whack in basketball this year? Uh, it's been very competitive. Like, everybody's been – they've kind of been cannibalizing each other. I just, yeah. I'm, looking at, I'm looking at their schedule and, like, nobody's in the top 25. Maryland's been taking some L's. Yeah. They're 12 Basically, and everybody's now. beating everybody at this point. Teams that kind of sneak back in the rankings will, like, lose immediately well. after, like – that's what they do in the Big Ten. They, mm-hmm. you know, Purdue's eight and one in conference, nineteen and one overall, and the next best team is thirteen and six. Yeah, they've been beating up twelve and five. Wisconsin, they're four and three in conference. Yeah, like Wisconsin's an underdog tonight, playing in like Northwestern, if I remember correctly. That's what they do in the Big Ten. It's like that Michigan team that beat us last year. You know, they had fourteen losses. Yeah. So yeah, Purdue plays at Michigan. Uh, I guess that'd be what Thursday. So maybe that's a chance for them to lose. I don't know. It seems like they're most likely. And then play at Indiana just February 4th. Those are their two road games before Tennessee plays uh, Alabama. And I guess Northwestern on the 12th, but the rankings I don't think would come out. Yeah, Purdue could lose anywhere. Well, that might be a sad. That's a Sunday. That's a real Sunday. So I guess if they lost that one, they could move down the polls. But Tennessee has a chance to leapfrog them because, like I said, you have Texas and Auburn coming up. And a one versus three would still be pretty cool. So Tennessee, Alabama, kind of on a collision course, and like I said, on pace to be bigger than the football game. Be nice to get another win. Gonna tear down the uh, <laughs> the goals. <laughs> Cut down the net. That'd be a bad look. Cutting down the net for a regular season home win. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't even know if. Tennessee would rush the court. I don't think they would. Since they get, we, uh, that might be too costly after we rush the field in football. They might be like, hey, you don't need to rush the court. Come on, guys. We're, have so, some class. You're number, you're number two in the country. You don't need to rush the court. Also, I think, I mean, we're a better program than Alabama. Right. Yeah. So, no, I know. I, I don't, I'm not advocating for that. You don't want to rush the court against an inferior opponent. There aren't very few. T- like, I don't think Tennessee basketball would rush the court over anybody at home these days. No. Yeah. I mean, what? when you beat Kansas with that big upset. We like beat Arizona had, last year. Rush the court, though. I'm going to rush the court for beating Arizona. Yeah. That's a pretty good barometer of where you are as a program. If there's nobody you can beat at home and make you rush the court. Yeah. Yeah. There's not. And yet people want to fire Barnes. 
Who the hell wants to fire Barnes? There's people out there. <laughs> you? That's no. a great fire. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't to, think anybody would truly want to fire Who the hell him. wants to fire Barnes? People would just get so mad when he loses early in March, but I still don't think you could, like, nobody's really on board with firing him, you know. I would hope not. There are people that would rather have, like, a different coach. I mean, that's, that's fun. That doesn't mean they want to fire Barnes. Well, to get a different coach, the only way you do that those is guys, to fire those him. Those people are idiots. Most people are idiots. Yeah, for the most part. Send us to break, Cam. It's Talk Sports on Fan Run Radio. Good call by the tweeter. Elijah writes in, says last time we stormed the court was against Florida in 20, or yes, 2005. You don't really say 2005. For some reason, I, in my mind, I guess I'm Mandela affected that we stormed the court against Kansas. We did not. Well, you could have just asked me that. Well, you didn't bother didn't to correct me when I said that we rushed the court against Kansas. Did you say that on the air? I didn't hear you say that. What do you mean you didn't hear me say it? The listener did. Oh, I didn't hear you. We're talking about rushing the court, yeah. I know, but I didn't think you said. Well, I just said, well, I don't know if I explicitly said that we did, but I just said, you know, beating a number one team in the country. In my mind, though, I do think I would have said that we rushed the court against Kansas in 2010. And I would have said, no, we didn't. I do remember watching the players. I went back and watched the ending on YouTube just to verify. But, yeah, I remember the players, I guess, standing up and, like, going crazy with the fans, but no fans on the court. I remember, wasn't it Dane Bradshaw that hit that big shot? Against? No, it wasn't Dane Bradshaw. Against whom? Kansas. Who was right, the, the white the, guy that we had? Shut, right, you shut the hell up. Then you we had up, a white he's guy sitting that over hit. here judging me. <laughs> oh, well, you could have just asked me. It was Skylar McBee. Skylar McBee. Well, he's, I knew he's a white guy. I Dane Bradshaw did name. hit a or get a big steal against Florida in 05 and then like pass it ahead. I always remember that one because there was that that inflatable gator that the, the video of us storming the field. Or storming the court in like 05 when we beat that Florida team, there's always that big inflatable gator we had. Okay, I'm just saying, just shut the hell up. You're that judging one. me. Well, I would have told you. You thought Dame Bradshaw was playing for us in 2010? I meant Skylar McBee. I got I couldn't remember. Oh, which. did you? Well, I got my guys oh, confused. Okay. I got my guys yeah. confused. Yeah. No, I knew Dane played earlier than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, clearly. I knew it wasn't Dane Bradshaw, but it would have been 05. It would have been 06. When we beat Florida, I said. I said 06 initially, and well, you I'm said just, the Twitter well, said 05. Yeah, I, was, so I, don't I know. wasn't yelling at you. Well, it was when we had Bruce. We had Bruce in 06. It was in February, right? Yeah. I don't know if what month it was in. I mean, but it was it was SEC play. So, yeah, it does. These, these I guess details it been, don't matter. I guess you could say it's the 05 06 season, so I don't want to be too hard to the tweeter. But. Same, same idea. If you hung a banner for a national championship, it would say 06, though, right? I believe that's how Isn't it Isn't that how that goes? I believe so. Yeah. Because at least half the season, more than half the season is into the next year. Yeah. So, like, we will be the 2023 national champions. Ooh, that sounds good, doesn't it? Chris, Chris, Lo- Chris lost It's got a nice three. ring to it. Bang. 2023 national Oh, no, basketball. it was Dave that had the layup in, yeah. Who had, who, who had the steal? Was it? Was it? It was who that had Lofty the layup? got the steal, and then it was Bradshaw that laid it in. So, Bradshaw was on that team? Well, no, he's on the 16. Oh, okay, yeah. I couldn't remember if it was Bradshaw that got the steal and passed it up to Lofton for the layup. Uh, nobody remembers the details of that game. Well, yeah, they do. That was a big win. Well, yeah, but it was a long time ago. That was a big win. I mean, I remember the steal and layup, but I had the, the 
people in my mind, they were 50 50 on if it was Bradshaw that stole it. Because originally I said he laid it in, but. That was one of our. Steal, or then I miscorrected to steal, but it's, I'm back to saying it's a layup because I just watched it on, on a video. I just remember it as being one of our earliest memories of Bruce. Yeah. It's like, like, oh, this guy. I like this coach. Yeah. We always played pretty well against that Florida team. Just kind of yeah, we swept them the year they won the Natty. Yeah, I was just gonna say this guy. This guy sucks that they uh, won two titles, won two Natties, and we didn't uh, get past the Sweet Sixteen. How crazy is that that they won back to back Natties? That is pretty crazy. That never happened. That's hard to do. It's hard to do. It hasn't happened again, has it, in college basketball? Them getting four then? titles in about five years was, uh, or four titles in about three years was pretty, uh, mm-hmm. pretty tough to swallow between the basketball and football program. Yeah, because they won. They didn't go back national to back football titles in 06 and 08. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, they were good, weren't they? Yeah, they had a they had their athletic program humming. Which we have ours humming. We just don't have the hardwood to show hardware to show for you. That's which why is a we need a title. We need at least one title. Oh, no, we have to get a title. We have to get a title. Uh, it was a good comparison. I, I want to give them proper credit. Uh, Jared said that if the Chiefs don't win, then they're just the 90s Braves. And that's a pretty good comparison. Because those 90s Braves were in the, you know, won the damn division. Was it, was it 14 straight times? Maybe I'm wrong on that. It was 14 straight times, I believe. And then had one World Series title to pay for it or to show for it. Still yet, getting one is better than most. Well, like, yeah, yeah, getting one is better than zero. You are correct about that. And, like, that, every NFL fan base is is jealous, except, I guess, of the Patriots, is, is jealous of the Chiefs. Like, we would all trade places with them. Yeah, everybody likes being in that position. Sure. And, like, most people would trade places with the 49ers. And the 49ers are, are dangerously close to being in that same breath. I mean, they have three NFC championship appearances and, and only one Super Bowl appearance and a Super Bowl loss, but, like, we all want to be in the mix every every year. Same as if the Bengals get to the Super Bowl and lose this year. You'd still, like, rather have that than not get there. You'd rather be in contention. But you are 100% correct in saying that the, the Vols, we do need a championship. Please. We do need to get one natty somewhere. The SEC titles are cool, but they aren't, you know, going to... Keep you warm on those cold, cold nights. Whereas a football natty is like a weighted and heated blanket. A basketball natty would feel pretty damn good, too. And honestly, a baseball natty would at least make you feel like this whole run wasn't for nothing. Right, but the baseball natty clearly would rank third. Sure. I don't want to act like it wouldn't, but I'm just saying it would still. A basketball natty would be pretty sweet. Yeah. That would be pretty sweet. It would be like a heated blanket. The heated blanket's less than the weighted blanket? Yeah. A football natty to me is a weighted. The the, the football blanket is a weighted and heated blanket. Oh, okay. Whereas the basketball title is just a heated blanket. Still a good blanket. I got scared in the electric blankets. I always thought I was going to catch on fire. I didn't didn't like those (laughs) growing up. Why would there be a flame in the bed? Well, the electric blanket we had, you had to plug in. I mean, it just, it's, what if the blanket catches on fire? Well, how would the fire start? Because it's plugged in. There's electricity. There's a little spark. Something happens. It catches on fire. Well, same what way, would like, happen? Same way like space heaters catch on fire. What would happen? What do you mean what would happen? There would be fire. Wouldn't you need a source of fire in the bed? What the hell? Yes, a spark. Electricity. The electricity it could be a spark of fire. But how would that happen? Because the blanket would then be like wool or something. It would catch on fire. But explain how the fire would start. 
I don't know how to explain it. There's a spark, like a spark, something shorts. You ever heard of that? I mean, like space. Have you ever seen that happen? Time. Has your toaster ever caught fire? Not mine, but other people's have. Yeah, it's rare. Have electric. I know, I know they have. I'm sure they have, but I'm just saying ever it's, it's got to be pretty rare. On fire. It's got to be pretty. Electric rare. blankets can be fire hazards and catch a light for many reasons. I feel like if you're like smoking a cigarette in the bed, maybe then you pass out and you drop your cigarette on no, your blanket. No, due to wiring faults from age or poor care. Uh, in some cases, the fires are caused so by you're manufacturing saying you fault. wouldn't take care of your blanket. No. <laughs> in some rare cases, the fires are caused by a manufacturing fault causing an electrical component to malfunction. See, they don't have. It could just be user a, a creator's error. Mm. Unlikely though, but not. Not impossible. Not impossible. Let's go to break. Let's talk sports on Fan Run Radio. so good at everything. The Lady Vols won again. You are so good at everything. Nice little come from behind win against Missouri. Missouri. 8-0 in the SEC. How about them girls? Shout out. Uh, you know, Proud of them. I do think they deserve a shout out. I, they, saved, they saved Kelly's job, I think. And they're doing it without their best player, right? Well, there's some people that could say that maybe her going out is part of the reason the team turned around. Oh, is she like a me girl? I don't want to say that because I don't want to act like I'm a Lady Vols expert by any means, okay? But, but I want to say that we talked about this last couple of years, right, Cam? Like when Hayden was on here and he was watching with me and, like, you know, yeah. we talked about – I just – sometimes when I'd watch, you know, I didn't love I didn't love Key's energy. I didn't like her body language sometimes. I don't want to say she's a me girl. I don't. I don't. I don't know that about her. I'm just saying that sometimes I'd watch and I didn't. I didn't like the energy. You know, there's no me in team. Well, there is. There is. It's right there. You just gotta change the letters around. The letters bit. are there, but yeah. 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 They're there. There's no key in basketball-y. Right. Again, I don't, I don't want to act like I'm an expert, or, you know, but I did, I did, when I would watch, I'd be like, yeah, sometimes she wasn't very quick to rebounds, and like, I remember that UConn game last year, I did watch that one, UConn got like eight offensive rebounds on like one possession, and she just was not getting to the ball, and I don't want to say that it's connected, because we, we've, we've still yet to really beat anybody in conference. Right, that's yeah. the thing. With, yeah. But eight no's eight no. Eight no's eight no, and, and I will say, if the girls win their midweek game, then I will watch them play against UConn. Wow. Okay. Whoa. Well, now when is that UConn game? Oh, the UConn game is the midweek game because that's the night you Oh, it is? Uh, oh, it's Thursday. Oh, okay. Let's well, you guys no, keep I your concert. Watch. No, I'm not going to watch. <laughs> Number Sorry. five coming to town. I, we didn't get in the top. We didn't get back into the top twenty-five, right? Sorry, because like, we, we're still sixteen and six. I mean, we haven't and we haven't really beaten anybody. I have not. UConn seen at hold. Tennessee. It says we back Pat. I thought we already did the we back Pat. Game. We can back Pat more than one day. We do that multiple games. I guess so. It's a chance for a big home win. We come on. We know how this is gonna go. It's your old rival. Come on, we we know how this is gonna go. What do you mean? Come on, 
They got to go on the road tonight, UConn does. They played DePaul. I'm proud of the girls, but I'm not going to even talk about that. But I was just saying, we're winning at everything. Baseball number two in the country. LSU number one. We know how that's going to go when we play them. We we, we own LSU. I'm not buying Florida. We retired their old coach. I'm not buying Florida as a legitimate top-level team. I feel like every year they're kind of overrated. We'll see if they actually break through. And then uh, football we know and basketball – I will say this. Last thing on Tennessee basketball, this this show, this is it for me when it comes to this basketball team and caring about what the advanced metrics say and like stats. It's the last. It's the last year I'm paying attention to that. Uh huh. If this team doesn't at least make the elite eight, I'm not listening to any more of those stats. <laughs> Because every metric says this team is as good as anybody and should be a Final Four team. I'm not going to say they have to make the Final Four, but like if we get another early exit, I'm just I'm not I'm not saying I'm out on Barnes. That's not what I'm saying. Or I'm out on Tennessee basketball. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just not going to read and care about Ken Palm rankings when it comes to Tennessee or defensive rankings or shot quality rankings, things like that. I'm not going to care about those anymore. This team. Is, is elite in everything. And they have to break through and actually win yep. some games when it matters. For me to still care. Now, again, love the Vols, love this team. I think they're very good. I enjoy the regular season wins. But I'm just not going to be looking at these websites and reading this coverage anymore if this team doesn't translate to March like it's supposed to. Fair? Fair. Fair. Absolutely. Gotta win in March. Firm. If we're as good as fair. they say, gotta win in March. And again, I'm not saying that I'm throwing the team out if they don't, but I'm just not reading and caring and letting them talk to me about how good the team is anymore and look at the defense and everything like that. It's just. Yeah. I totally understand that. I just bought Texas tickets. How much? <sighs> Too much. I already I broke, you did lower level. I already broke that goal of not spending any money this week. And I'm struggling on my goal of not spending so much money on sports. I got two tickets, but I don't want to uh, – I need to find somebody to buy the other one. How much? Well, if you <laughs> if you want somebody to buy the other one, I – well, no, because then – I don't like sitting by people. Oh, I'm not. Basketball. I'm not offering you the ticket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I bought it from no, you, no, no, then I, no, we'd be squeezed. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't let you buy it anyways because I'm too wide. No, no, no. Just fool me once, shame on me, type of thing. You know. You just wouldn't want me to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I learned my lesson when it comes to that. Yeah. I mean, I was going to pay you eventually. <laughs> just the loan's appreciating, but, you just, know. Just, the interest is uh, racking oh, up. Yeah. The interest is racking it up. But, no, I wouldn't want to sit next to a large man like you anyways. No offense. That's what I was thinking. There's yeah, well, there's much, too much meat of us in there. It's That's why I don't like going in there, because it, it gets hot in there, too. Yeah. I need a dainty guy to sit next to me and be pretty small. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not me. Not a woman. I don't want to go watch sports with a woman. Yeah, why would you? Yeah. 
have to explain to him. Why does this one count is. for three, but yeah. normally it's just two points? Yeah, no thanks. Yeah. Hour two in the books. We kick off hour three with headlines. Let's talk sports on Fan Run Radio.